Well, hey there, New Spring family. Um, however this message finds you, I hope and pray it finds you well. Whether you're in one of our campuses or catching this online, we hope and pray that your day has been marked by the presence of God and that has been life-giving. Uh, my name is Dan Leanne. I'm one of the teaching team here at New Spring Church. And if we haven't had a chance to meet before, I really do hope and pray that sometime in the future, we'd be able to cross paths. Uh, right now, we as a church are in a series called We Believe. Um, I became a Christian in the 90s, and I became one of those really intense, kind of crazy Christians early in the piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, went to a local Christian bookstore. Remember the old days where there were Christian bookstores? I found the biggest cross that you can wear around your neck made out of nails. Bought it, put it on, burnt all of my rap music, listened to, to DC talk like 24 hours a day. Got all kinds of like kind of Christian like verses and posters, put them all over my room. And right in the middle of all the posters was a poster that read, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that was cheesy, but it's true. And that's what this whole series is about. What do we as a church stand for? In a time of change, in a time of cultural shifts, in a time of not really knowing what is true, what is fake, and somewhere in between, what do we stand for as a church, what do we believe? And that's the reason over the last couple of weeks we've had a chance to engage subjects that we wanna put a stake in the ground regarding. We put a stake in the ground regarding believing in the Bible. We believe in absolute truth and we believe that absolute truth is found in the word of God. It's infallible, it's unchangeable, and if you would build your life upon it, the storms may hit and the flood waters may rise, but my friends, you and your family will stand. We believe in all of the Bible, from Genesis through the Revelation, and we believe that all of the Bible point towards King Jesus. Last week, my brother Clayton King talked about how we believe in heaven and we believe in hell and we believe in judgment, we believe in eternity. We made it clear because clarity is kindness that we believe we all have a decision to make before judgment day. And this week I have the honor and privilege of talking about another subject that we believe in. We believe in the work of the Holy Spirit. We believe in spiritual gifts. We as a leadership team receive questions all the time about the work of the Holy Spirit specifically about spiritual gifts. We receive these questions because over the last couple of years, our church newspring has grown radically. It's been amazing to see how much deeper into God we have all gone, deeper into the scriptures, deeper into the spirit, deeper into the love of the Father. We have experienced so much of God and as a natural extension, questions have been raised hey, how do I discover my spiritual gift? How do I use my spiritual gift? I've never experienced this before. I've never seen this before. What kind of context can it find at New Spring Church? We hear these questions all the time. We wanna to speak to that. 
As well as that, you've got to understand, we've grown massively in the last couple of years. Every single week, we hear stories about people who weren't a part of the New Spring family stepping into the New Spring family. So right now, on every single one of our campuses, there are literally hundreds, maybe thousands of people who are relatively new to the New Spring family, and we want you to know with absolute clarity where we stand as far as spiritual gifts go. We want you to know your place and your part in God's mission in the earth, and we want you to leave this place today feeling empowered, feeling encouraged, feeling equipped to activate your spiritual gift and to live your purpose that much more confidently. So my heart's hope and my heart's prayer is simple today. In our few minutes together, I hope that this message is the most encouraging and helpful message that you hear all year long as we talk about the gift you are to the kingdom of God and the gift that God has given you. Is that cool? So let's prepare our hearts as we jump into the word. I'm gonna pray and believe that the Holy Spirit, even right now in this moment, will begin to move, would begin to 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 speak, would begin to start doing what only he can do. So come on, let's just knit faith together. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Jesus, we trust you. Father God, we exalt you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Speak to us about spiritual gifts today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're taking down notes, you can pull out your leather-bound journals and your pens right now. iPhones, iPods, iPads, Samsung devices, Google devices, pull them out. If you have the New Spring app, you can open that up. We have a lot of notes to get through today. We want you to get this about spiritual gifts. First and foremost, you can write this one down. We believe every believer has spiritual gifts and it's critical that they know what they are and they use them. Okay, we believe that every believer has been given spiritual gifts. When you are saved by Jesus, by grace through faith, when you are washed in the blood of the Lamb and step over from death into life, a part of this new birth that you experience is the giving of a gift. We believe it. We believe that every believer is given a spiritual gift. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse one, the Bible says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Right there, Paul is saying, you know what, I know that this might be a little bit confusing, it might be a little bit overwhelming, it might be a little bit uh, of a conversation of conjecture, I don't want you to be uninformed, we don't want you to walk forward feeling like you're, I'm kind of certain, I'm not kind of certain, I kind of think this, I kind of think that, no. There can be total clarity for every believer when it comes to spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven, the Bible says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, each one. It means that all of us, the loud ones, the quiet ones, the ones with very extroverted personalities, the ones who are a little bit introverted and like to chill to the sides, we are all given a gift. There is a reflection of the Spirit, a manifestation of the Spirit in every single believer. But you're saying, but Dan, I'm so ordinary. I don't feel like I've got talents. I have so little experience. It doesn't make a difference. All of us have been given a gift. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12 says, just as a body, though one has many parts, all of the many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. 
Christ. So in other words, not only does God want us to have clarity about spiritual gifts, not only do all of us have at least one spiritual gift, we all need to understand our spiritual gifts because these spiritual gifts were given to us to operate within the context of a connected body. That's the reason I'm letting you know that every single believer not only has a spiritual gift, but it's critical, critical that we know what these gifts are and we use them. Every part of our body is critical. Your pancreas is critical. It's a tiny little organ that sits somewhere behind your abdomen, and, 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 if, and if it doesn't work right, you can't break sugar, sugar down. I'm a type two diabetic. I've got a little pancreas, and because of that, that little pancreas doesn't work right, because that little pancreas doesn't work right, I don't work right. That's the reason I can be hanging out at a barbecue restaurant and they'd be bringing the sweet tea. And that sweet tea's looking great, but I can't touch the sweet tea because my little pancreas doesn't work right. When a little part of the body doesn't understand what it's meant to bring to the rest of the body, when it doesn't operate, come on, the body doesn't work right. That's for a pancreas. Just imagine your lungs didn't work for five minutes. That goes beyond critical, that that goes to death. Hey, it is so important that every believer understands that they have been given a gift from the Spirit for His glory and it is critical that we understand them and we use them. I want you to write this down. The second point is this. We believe all the spiritual gifts are on offer to us today. We believe that all all of the spiritual gifts are on offer to us today. Um, let me just read a, a spiritual gift list um, as basically compiled from um, Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. These are all the spiritual gifts that are on offer to the body of Christ, we believe, today. And as I read them, I want you to just ask this question. Who do you know in your world in your community who, who, who exercise these gifts. Okay, so think about that and ask this question as well. As you hear this gift list being read, what, what gift has been identified in you? What gift do you have an inkling that you may have? Okay, so here is the gift list, a compilation from the New Testament. There is the gift of administration, like organizing. My wife has got that one off the scale. Uh, the apostolic, leadership, going somewhere we haven't been before. My brother Brad Cooper probably has that gift as strong as I've seen it ever in my journey. The gift of discerning the spirits, understanding what God is doing in an unseen realm. My brother Lee McDermott probably has that as strong as I've ever seen it before. Look at that evangelism. My brother Clayton King maybe has that as strong as I've, we got a good church people, all right? The gift of encouragement, the gift of faith, the gift of giving. Come on, do you know people in your world who have a gift of giving? Have you been blessed by people with a gift of giving? Do you have a gift of giving that you're not activated in right now? Come on. Healing, helps, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy, prophecy, serving, speaking in tongues, teaching, wisdom. Just think about that. Who do you know in your faith community who exercise and operate in these gifts? Don't they bring something amazing to the table? Haven't they brought something amazing to your life? Which one of these gifts do you have in your life? Which one of these gifts 
have been identified in your life? Which one of these gifts are you operating right now in? Now, as you look at that list, you'll see a whole bunch of different kinds of gifts and they've been known as the serving gifts, the ones regarding hospitality and and wisdom and and servanthood. And and it's really, really cool that, that there are so many people within our church who operate in those gifts right now. But as you look at that list, there are some words on that list that kind of stick out a little bit and maybe cause a few questions. Uh, Words like prophecy, words like healing, uh, words like tongues, uh, words like even discerning the spirits. Uh, Now now that one might cause a little bit more confusion. Can we like just quell the confusion right now? We as a church believe that these gifts are still in operation today. Okay, so historically uh, the Protestant church um, could kind of be divided in two main groups, there are people who are known as cessationists and there are people who are known as continuationists. And just basically cessationists, like the word kind of implies, believes that the supernatural power gifts like prophecy and healing and the gift of tongues ceased in the first century. They died with the original apostles. The other group of people, uh, continuationists, believe that every single gift talked about in the Bible is still on offer to us today. It's kind of like a buffet, like a cessationist believes that there was a buffet once upon a time and everything was on offer, but then there came a cutoff time where only a part of the buffet was on offer. The continuists or continuationists believe that the whole buffet is still on offer today. You've got to understand that we as a church here at New Spring are a continuationist church. Okay? We believe in the full buffet for a number of reasons. Number one, we're Southern, and we believe that as our God given right that we have access to the full buffet if there is a full buffet on offer. Number two, we believe because the Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through to 6. The Bible says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Same, same, same. We believe that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's at work inside of us right now. The same Jesus that gave gifts to the first century followers, come on, is the same Jesus, same spirit that gives power and gifts to the 21st century believer. We believe in the same God at work then is still at work now. We believe the Bible teaches it, and I've seen it. My eyes are small, but they're surprisingly strong, and I've seen these gifts at work. I've seen even in our own church over the last couple of years the amount of freedom so many people have walked in because of the prophetic ministry being stirred. I'm so proud to be a part of a church that has a prophetic ministry. Lee McDermott and John McDermott guiding and unpackaging and trying to activate this amazing gift within our wider community. So as a New Spring Church, we can take on a kingdom of darkness and push back the gates of hell with every spiritual weapon that is afforded to us. I've seen healing physically. I've seen healing emotionally. I've seen marriages heal. We saw people last week, over 200 people, go from death through to life. Come on, I believe in the power of the Spirit still today. We believe that the whole buffet is on offer to us. 
I believe in the gift of tongues. I speak in tongues every single day. It's edifying, it is building up. I was 25 years of age, I wasn't raised in a, in a charismatic Pentecostal kind of church, I'm just a, a young guy who hears about Jesus and trusts his life to Jesus and, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and I start running around telling anyone who would listen to me about Jesus and I'm speaking at a church service on a, on a Sunday night, Destiny Church, I remember in the corner of Melbourne where I'm from and, and during the time of worshiping of God and song, I experienced a tongue. It's me communicating with God. It's like God communicating back and it's so rich and it's so edifying. I lean into it every single day. At this juncture, can I just say that no gift is an indication specifically of maturity. Fruit is the indication of maturity. So there are people who I know who are so close to Jesus right now who have asked for the gift of tongues and they haven't received it. That is no indication on how much you are loved, how mature you are, how intimate God wants to be with you. I'm just here to testify to you, I have experienced the power supernatural gifts. And we at New Spring Church believe in their not only existence, but their offering to us. I want you to write this next one down. We believe spiritual gifts, however, must be used in order and under authority. We believe spiritual gifts must be used in order and under authority authority. So we believe that every believer is given at least one spiritual gift. God doesn't skip one of his children. And every single believer is given a spiritual gift and it is critical because they are a part of a connected body that they know what their gift is and they're activated in using it. We believe as a church in the full buffet of spiritual gifts. This is a spirit fight, we need spiritual gifts. There are powers of darkness, come on, we need every powerful weapon afforded to us to push back this kingdom of darkness. We believe in the power, supernatural gifts, but every gift must be used in order and under authority. We have to be really careful that all of the gifts that we are activated in are used in order and under authority. We, we have to be careful that um, if you feel like you have a prophetic gift, that that prophetic gift is being honed in the context of order and authority. We don't want guys running around saying they got a prophetic gift, going up to pretty girls saying, hey, you know what, God spoke to me about you or we need to be dating. You know, we don't want services where, in all seriousness, where people just go around with you know, pictures and visions and images and, and with no level of accountability, no authority, just to start speaking out, like kind of, you know, in their own flesh or with their own kind of agenda. Order and authority are required for spiritual gifts to see their maximum power realized. Now, I get it. Um, a lot of people don't like that because they don't like order. They don't like authority. They say stuff like, man, just let the spirit flow and I just wanna kinda feel free and kinda just do my thing. How dare you try to quash me or, or, or quell what the Holy Spirit is doing? But you gotta understand, read my lips. We are not trying to quash anything. We're not trying to crush something. We're trying to release something. Come on and amplify something. Order and authority 
must be embraced for your spiritual gifts to be expressed in maximum power. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 14 was talking about. When Paul said there's all these spiritual gifts around and I know a lot of people are freaking out because it's really new to a lot of y'all and you're a little bit confused by it, just let me let you know that they are real, that they are powerful, but they all must find their order and they all must find their place and they all must find their authority under the head who is Jesus. Order and authority is not the opposite of flow and power. In the kingdom of God, order and authority is the doorway to flow and power. And so that means that if you feel that you have uh, a spiritual gift of healing, identify that uh, with your lead pastors or, 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 or your campus pastors or, or people who are leaders within your campus right now. Have them encourage you, have them speak into it, have them help you, help them, have them guide you, come on, into using that within the context of order and authority. And I promise you, you will see such beautiful healing before your very eyes. Order and authority. Now the hand, connected to the rest of the body. Come on, in order, under authority is a beautiful thing. <laughs> a hand connected to the body, in order and under authority can form a fist that can punch a hole in a wall. Can be a beautiful uh, adorned part of your body with, with rings and pretty things. Your, your hand can, can be very helpful in, in passing a cup of water. A hand in order under authority is a beautiful, powerful and helpful thing. A hand disconnected from the body doing its own thing in the corner is a freaky thing indeed. Remember the Adams family? Is there anyone old enough who kind of remembers that references? That reference, remember? They were, they were creepy and they were kooky, they were mysterious and they were spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. And one of the characters in the Adams family was Thing. Remember Thing? That was, of all of them, the creepiest thing. Just a hand running around all over the place. Doing, a hand, a gift, not in order, not under authority, is a freaky thing indeed. Connected, in order, under authority, is powerful, is beautiful, is helpful. So whatever spiritual gift you may have identified in your journey, I beg you, may your next step be, how do I get this gift activated in the context of connection, community, accountability, and authority? And I promise you, that's where you'll see your maximum purpose and power. The last point. We believe everyone. Say everyone. everyone. Come on, everyone in the recording rerun. Everyone. everyone. <laughs> we believe everyone has a next step to take today. We believe that everyone, in the light of this conversation that we've had about spiritual gifts, has a next step to take. There are only four kinds of people watching right now, whether in a campus or online. There are only four kinds of people. The first kind of person who is watching right now, you're not a believer. You're kicking the tires, you're checking out Jesus, you responded to an invitation to come along to church for the first time in a long time. And if that's you, I wanted to say thank you so much for trusting us enough for this little window to listen to us and to lean into what God is doing. Your next step is I hope that you will get into a deeper conversation about the love of the Father expressed in the Son 
now on offer to us through the Holy Spirit. Your next step is to please, please, please connect with a leader, connect with one of our team. We would love to do whatever we can do to answer any questions you may have and maybe bring you along again next week. The second kind of person in the room right now is someone who can't answer the question, what spiritual gift do I have? Over the last 28 minutes, you've heard this about, you know, this stuff about spiritual gifts and every believer's got one and it's critical that I know what it is and that I'm operating in it. I'm hearing that there are all these spiritual gifts that are still on offer to the body of Christ today, but right now, honest truth, Dan, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, if that's you, we wanna help you take your next step. You can text spiritual gifts to 30303 and we will send you a really brief, and it's not a complete, but it's gonna start the journey, a survey to help you kind of get an idea of what is uniquely of God in you. As well as that, every single week, in all of our campuses, we have connect classes. And as a part of the connect classes, there are four parts. One of them is talking about spiritual gifts, what they are, what you may have, and how you can activate them within the context of order and authority here at church. So you might wanna sign up with our connect classes even for next week. So if you don't know what gift you have, we want you to have that next step. Text 30303, spiritual gifts. We wanna help you in your journey. The third kind of person who's in here is someone who knows they have a gift, they've operated in that gift in the past, but right now, come on, let's be real, you haven't operated in that gift for a while. And there are a lot of people in that category because the reality is this whole last year has been a disconnecting year. Quarantine, pandemic, you know, kind of just different flows and, and you know, even the way that services operate on a Sunday. A lot of people have operated in a gift in the past, but haven't operated in that gift for a while. And if that's you, I beg you to listen to the encouragement that Paul gave to Timothy when he said, you know what? You can fan into flame the gift that you once received. Just like a little ember that was burning dim, you can allow the Holy Spirit's oxygen to blow on that ember and see that thing burst into flame. We believe that you have an opportunity to see that, fan, uh, that, that, that fire fanned again and that whole thing burn, up, burn like brightly and beautifully again. We're seeing it every single week at New Spring Church. We're seeing more and more people stepping back into service, stepping back into volunteering, and it's more than them just doing things. It's all about them operating within their gift and living out their purpose and pushing back a kingdom of darkness and seeing a kingdom of light forcefully advance from the doorways where people shake hands or fist bump or hand out masks to inside of a service where people are encouraging one another and serving one another and helping one another to people operating in their gift on the stage or in the background, we wanna see you. If you know you've had a gift in the past, but you're not operating in it right now, allow the Holy Spirit to fan it into flame. And the fourth kind of person in this room is, saying, is someone who's saying, you know what, I know what gift I have. I absolutely know what gift I have and I'm operating in it. Well, I'm here to let you know, you can ask for more. Paul makes it very clear that we can eagerly desire even greater gifts. No matter what gift you're operating in right now, there's more for you. I'm here to confess, I can't use a coupon. I, I, I'm embarrassed when I basically go into it and there's a coupon that I can't do it because it feels like I'm stealing. 
I, I can't, my wife has got no issue with using a coupon. If there is some kind of free gift on offer by purchasing so many of this, she wants all of it. Be like my wife, don't leave one gift the Spirit has intended for you on the table. You can eagerly desire greater gifts. Hey, I've got a gift of, of wisdom or a gift of leadership. Come on, lean into God. What more do you wanna give me, Holy Spirit, to continue to advance your kingdom? I have got a gift of helps or a gift of hospitality or a gift of service. What more of you, King Jesus, by your spirit, can you pour into my life? Come on, here's my coupon. I want all of it. Eagerly desire even more and greater gifts. Every one of us has a next step to take as far as it goes with spiritual gifts. If you're just kicking the tires, please come back. If you don't know what your gift is, please text in. If you've operated in the past, you're not operating now, help us help you fan into flame what God has given to you. If you are operating your gifts, ask for even more. You can tell that I'm fired up because it has never been as evident to me that we need in the earth a kingdom move. We need the church of Jesus to start operating, to start flexing, to start moving, to start grooving, to start doing what the church of Jesus, the body of Christ was meant to do and it will not happen on the shoulders of the passionate few but when every part of the body mm, is activated, devil watch out. And this is the opportunity we all get to embrace this weekend. Recognizing we've all been given a spiritual gift. It's critical that you know what they are and you're operating in them. We believe in all the spiritual gifts. We need the full buffet. The full buffet is on offer. And as our spiritual gifts come into order with the people around us and under authority, we are released into power. We are released into potential. And if we would take our next step, the kingdom will advance that much quicker. I hope this spiritual gift conversation has stirred something in you. It's important for the world we live in, it's important for the family that you lead or live in. It's important for our church, but ultimately, a gift that is unused is hurtful to the giver. Just as a gift that is used honors the giver. I've got a friend of mine who's terrible to buy gifts for. He's got a lot of things already and, um, and and like kind of, you know, a lot of people are just giving up, giving him gifts, but you know what? I said, no, it's his birthday. We're gonna do something special. I'm finally gonna crack into the heart of my brother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him a gift. He's gonna break down, he's gonna weep. He's gonna say it's the greatest gift he's ever received. So I put a lot of thought, a lot of effort, a lot of money into buying my friend a gift. Bought him this gift, gave it to him. He opened it up. He was so happy, he was so overjoyed. He closed the box again. He put it into the back of his truck. Over the next month, uh, I probably rode in his truck about five or six times every single time. I would look into the back seat and that gift remained sitting in his back seat, closed. I love my friend, but it hurt my heart. 
because a gift unused hurts the giver. Flip it, a gift used honors the giver. Remember my buddy Zach Smith when he came and traveled with me, 2015. I came out here and I was traveling and speaking in America. I had a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, a professional football player back from Australia, and he traveled with me for three weeks. On that trip, I bought him a, uh, a basic Clemson baseball cap. Just bought him a, a baseball cap. For years, you go to his Instagram account, nearly every single picture you see, Zach posting of himself has him in this busted up, dirty, old Clemson baseball hat. And every single time I see him wear it, it does something to my heart. Because <laughs> a gift used to the full honors the giver. I've been thinking about it all week. Last week, my brother talked about Judgment Day, the two of them. There's gonna come a moment where the question will be asked, did we know Jesus or not? Did we respond to his grace? It's got nothing to do with our works, it's the blood of the lamb that wins our salvation. That day, that judgment moment is gonna be beautiful. But there's another judgment where the question will be asked, what did you do with this life and this gift that was given you? I want to stand before my friend Jesus, my king in heaven, on that day, exhausted, with my gift, worn out, dinged up, falling apart, going, yeah, took me back just in time. Because <laughs> I had nothing left that I could do with the gifts that you gave me. I hope and pray that as a New Spring family, we would all commit our hearts to that same pursuit. Knowing that would bring glory to God's name, shame on the devil, souls into heaven, his beautiful church shining brighter. In a few moments time, a campus pastor or a leader in your space is gonna shepherd a moment to help every single person take their next step. But in the meantime, I just wanna pray simply and believe that every single person today will take a next step when it comes to their spiritual gift. Lord Jesus, we love you. Father God, we exalt you. Holy Spirit, seal what you began today. We wanna live out our purpose. They say that the two most important days in a person's life is the day they were born and the day they discover why. Today, let it be the day we discover why we were really born and help us operate within our gift and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen.